Well, there is an association for everything, including global magic. And a Surrey man is now the head of the International Brotherhood of Magicians. IBM is known as the world's largest magic organization. And over the last hundred years, only eight Canadians have led the office. And Billy Shway has become one of them. Billy joins us on the line now. Good morning, Billy. Good morning, Raji. Well, what does becoming the president of the International Brotherhood of Magicians mean to you, and what does it entail? Uh, it, it's such a big honor just to be at the helm of such a great organization. Uh, it's an organization that's given me so much since I was like 11. So it, it means a lot that I get to give back to the community uh, that's basically made my entire career. And a lot of the um, the duties entail just being a good ambassador for the uh, for magic, not just like the I, not just the IBM, but like for magic as a whole, and just fostering um, the growth of the youth coming in as well. Okay, why is that key? Uh, because it, uh, now that uh, like fraternal organizations are kind of aging out, um, it's always it's good to bring in new blood. Okay, so what does IBM like do though? Like how does it foster that growth of a love of magic? So what we have been doing is uh creating new ways for youth to compete. Uh we just had uh a young lady uh named Anya uh win first place in stage and close up. Uh she is uh the one of the very few uh, young members who are who who've done that in our history. Okay, so you mentioned eleven years old. So I know you started doing magic when you were a kid. How did you get into it, and and what hooked you? Uh, I started doing magic um, by going to a, a, a summer camp. It wasn't like a magic camp; it was a explore Vancouver camp, and they took us to Granville Island. Our, our local magic shop is there. Went upstairs, went to the magic shop, clowning around, and saw some magic tricks at the counter from Joe. Uh, and I was hooked. <laughs> I love it. Do Okay, this is a question that maybe is beyond the IBM, but I'm wondering if magicians in a kind of association or society if, share secrets. Do they tell each other how magic tricks are done? Uh, we do. Uh, we do share our trade with with each other. Um, we ha- we host lectures uh, locally and also internationally. As the IBM, we have our annual convention uh, where like five to eight hundred magicians gather in the city, wow. and we do lectures. We we put on shows uh, for the community and workshops. Anything you can imagine. It's just like any other trade. Wow, that's a lot. Five to eight hundred. That's amazing. Mm. So is magic still alive? Like how's the industry in terms of popularity? Uh, I believe it's still very much alive. As you can see, there's um, uh, Penn and Teller's Fool Us on, uh, on TV. There's, it, it's thriving on social media. You can see all the TikTok uh, magicians on there. There's, there's a lot of stuff going on and it's really good for magic right now. What's your favorite trick? <laughs> My favorite trick in general? Yeah. Um, it would have to be, oh, this is so hard. 
There's so many good things out there. <laughs> Can I be honest with you, Billy? Of course. So I ran this, uh, my, my uh, kindergartner, my six-year-old, she loves magic. And I often ask her, she'll ask me, like, what stories are you doing on your show? I'll tell her what I'm doing, who I'm interviewing. She's never been as excited as when I told her I'm interviewing oh. you. She was so thrilled. And she was like, okay, let's talk about the questions here. I have a great one. We need to know his favorite trick. And I was like, of course we do. So what, oh. like, what trick do you just, you get such a kick out of? Um, oh, I've always loved um, David Copperfield's flying illusion. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just it just gives that that feeling of wonder when you see something that is literally impossible happening right there. <laughs> yeah, and it's that feeling of wonder that captivates people with magic, isn't it? That's right, and that's why I do magic. That's I, love, I do it for the smiles and sharing that feeling that I get when I watch magic. Yeah, and so you still experience that, hey? Mm-hmm. I do. So you are one of only eight Canadians to have ever led this international brotherhood of magicians. Um, what are you going to try and do while you're president? Um, what, what I'm trying to do now is uh, actually bolster our social media. Um, we, we, we just brought in a lovely young lady, Gabriella Lester. Uh, she is She's a magician in her own right. She was just at the Magic Castle performing, and she's stepped in to help us out. <laughs> so she she's spearheading all of our social media on that. And to you, what is the ultimate in doing magic? Like, what is the just, like, peak experience? Hmm. I don't know if there's a peak experience for, for doing magic. It, it, it's all. Uh, I do it because I love it, and I'm already, I'm already there, and I, <laughs> and it's just being able to perform, and like I said, sharing, sharing that wonder. That's nice that you feel you're already there, that you're appreciating the experience as much as you do. I wonder, uh, because I don't follow magic very closely, although I have started on TikTok to see more and more magic tricks performed. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wonder, is David Copperfield still uh, the god of magic? Is he still the ultimate? Uh, we, uh, we as the IBM just uh, awarded him the greatest of all time uh, at our last convention. Oh, Wow. Wow, mm. so it's still... And why do you think that he was so great, Is so just the, a phenomenal magician? He was extremely innovative um, with everything that he's done, like walking through the Great Wall of China, making the Statue of Liberty of dis, like, disappear. Like, where would you think of such grand illusions in magic and, and, and be like, hey, you know, today I'm going to make the Statue of Liberty disappear and then, and then do it. Yeah, yeah, his creativity and innovation. How much a part of magic is that today uh, versus people rehashing old tricks and redoing stuff we've seen before? It's huge. Uh, being creative is such a big part of, of magic, and that's how we're growing. Um, keeping up with the times, like we will, uh, magicians will rehash old tricks but bring, by bringing them up to, oh, what's the word? Um, not par, um, bring up the same, bring up to date. There we go. Uh, bring, bring the magic tricks up to date. So like things like you would see with maybe like chalkboards, 
or like old writing routines. Um, like you, you would see maybe iPads being used now. You'll see a lot of that. Actually, there's a lot of people using iPads and new technology uh, in their routines, yeah. as well as using creating new methods and being on the edge of that technology and being able to incorporate. Okay, like updating. And then in terms of the actual performance, when somebody is on stage and they're going through a routine, like what is the prep for that kind of a routine? Is it akin to like how a stand-up comedian sits down and writes and reworks uh, their skit for ages before they go on stage? Is it is it similar to that in any way? What's it like? It's it's very similar to that. Uh, Like I know from personal experience, I have some some routines that involve a heavy script and so I'll be sitting there rehashing the script trying to figure out how to make it flow better uh, as well as not just the script itself uh, we have like the techniques we have to constantly practice and refine and make sure that it's as smooth as we yeah. can get it. That's so cool. Billy, I've learned some new things from talking to you today so thanks for coming on our show and explaining that, that stuff about magic to me. Of course, thanks for having me.